GMGM, everyone, bonjour, guten morgen, dobre utra, labrit. That is basically the way how we do it in Web3 space here in Europe. I'm extremely happy to have everyone on the weekly episode of Origins XYZ, the Web3 show about the origins of the biggest OGs in the space with, you know, this European spirit. We're live every Tuesday, 2 p.m. GMT, and as always, I'm your host, Niki Tsikaluk, and I'm here to grow together with you. Make sure that you share this space with your friends, family, colleagues, because we are live, and oh boy, today we have such a dynamic discussion. Today we have such a dynamic lineup of speakers out here. As I already said, even the Rag Radio main account couldn't resist and came to listen to us. GMGM, everyone. Puke, Maeve, former Kings, Sabonit. I see everyone is joining us here today. Guys, how are you feeling? GMGM, I'm good. I'm excited. I miss you. Long time, too long to be honest. And uh, thanks for having me. This is exactly the attitude, the spirit, the energy we want to have today on the show. Guys, I'm extremely happy that I'm having all of you here today. Actually, episode number 32 had to be last week. But as Puke already mentioned, I got one of these rare pop-ups called COVID-2023. I'm back. I'm back in full pace, the same are you, everyone is here, and I'm really happy that this episode 32 got postponed a bit for us to structure well, for us to plan well, and with the new energy, we're here. I just pinned the tweet, a reminder about the space, because this is something how I feel having this discussion today. When I was on PewCast podcast about... Maybe two months ago, somewhere in May, I remember that with Puke and Mape, we agreed that we need to bring the same energy here in Europe. I know that it is late evening right now for you guys, and you are most probably not as energized as I am. But when we were discussing the topic for the show, we decided that it would be cool to have this discussion among different Web3 markets. We have Web3 out there in the U.S. We have a European Web3 market, which I am representing, and we have an Asian Web3 market. And all of them are completely different, completely different culture, completely different idea. Even the thesis behind investing in crypto, NFTs, and all things Web3. So I would love to have our discussion here today with all of you around how, different mar- how all of these markets differentiate and what kind of opportunities it brings to all of us. But before that, Puke, Maeve, I want to take a step back and I want to talk about you guys because Puke Cost is absolutely killing it. You guys have been absolutely killing it for a long time on Rag Radio. Where do you get this energy? 
Well, that that is a good question, bro. Uh, you know, we we started out doing pilt cars. Um, just me myself doing it. You know, trying to um, host daily spaces and just you know trying to find your own voice. I mean, I mean, everybody of you guys, if you do spaces alone for the first time, for the first few months, I would say you know you try to find your own voice, your style, and then you get better with it. You try out multiple co-hosts. And you keep on doing and doing and keep on grinding. And hey, man, finally, you know, me, my co-host Maeve is here with me. And uh, we we entered the whole Rock Radio family, seeing how people are doing better, getting, you know, that, that training in, um, getting up to date in terms of, you know, how to do post-production, right? Uh, not just spaces, you know, do threads, do audio gallery, audio, uh, audio stuff. And because of that, hey man, like we slowly improve day by day. So I'm pretty excited to to talk about our journey later on in details as well. I love the energy as I already said. Maeve, what do you have to add to it? Well, um, I'm here because of Pew. That's, uh, that's pretty much it. I'm the co-host. I'm the uh, the guy without the smoking trade. I, uh, Maeve is uh, not going to make it most of the time, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm all right. It's just facts, but... I get the coattail, my man puke right here. So uh, all is good. All is good. <laughs> this is dope. I see that some of familiar faces just joined the space. I see Leah, a friend of mine whom I haven't seen was probably in a year from the last ECC. And it seems like the only way to get you on my show was to get some people from Asian Web3 world, to get some people who are out there, what is it like? 9 p.m. right now for you guys, 10 p.m. Being on my show to bring some of the friends. I absolutely love it. I also want to thank other speakers who join us today and who will join us for this dynamic conversation. Guys, you joined us. It's late evening for you. Former Kings, let's start with you. Can you please introduce yourself for... Let's say this illiterate European market who don't know anything about what is happening in Asia, what is happening around you. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, GM, GM, man. How are you doing? Doing amazing. Uh, Let's go. <laughs> That's awesome, man. You know, uh, first of all, like, uh, thank you for having me on your show. It's awesome. Um, and, you know, of course, thank you to Puke and Maeve, who's always been supportive of a lot of stuff happening in Asia. Um, and then, um, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I think Asia is an amazing place for NFTs. The community is lit, right? Uh, there's a lot of things happening, a lot of building going on. At times, you know, Asian projects may be a bit quiet, but we'll be always cooking in the back. Um, just as an introduction to myself is, uh, um, I mean, I've been into, I guess, NFTs, well, close to about like, two years now, right? Um, and I've gotten into a lot of projects. And uh, I guess like, you know, hey, you win some, you lose some. Uh, <laughs> you've diamond-handed a lot as well. Um, I love building communities. I've uh, created kind of a, a DAO here within uh, Malaysia itself. Then it's kind of spread across to a few countries um, with a lot of in-real-life stuff that we're building, mainly focus on that. Um we actually have a, a, a radio show, which is, a, you know, um, a live radio show that goes on every Wednesday talking about, um, you know, opportunities for Web 2 into Web 3 or Web 3 bridging back to Web 2. 
uh, it's more for generally for listeners who have no idea about uh, what Web Web three is, and you know, we're kind of bringing in different people from different industries and in, in introducing uh, what they do and the opportunities that Web three can present for their businesses. Um, and then, of course, I do some uh, community management. Um, co-founded Tigots Asia with, with a bunch of guys, which is awesome from Hong Kong. Um, you know, trying to build a local community here. Uh, started a new one as well, which is Pudgy Hero. Can talk about that later. So yeah, that's me. That's Como Kings. That's what I do. I love it. That's all that we need to know. That's all that you need to do to be successful in Web three space. To keep delivering to keep building whether it's bull market whether it's bear market to communicate with people around you and to grow together with everyone and that's exactly what you're doing out here i see that sabanito is reacting to it as well sabanito the chief officer for monkey kingdom hey man how are you doing gm gm yeah, uh, it's actually a very struggled bus GM for me today because <laughs> it is morning. Because, yeah, even though uh, Monkey Kingdom is uh, based out of Hong Kong, uh, I'm actually located in the U.S. So, you know, it's for, basically 4th of July long weekend. So there's been lots of celebrating and, and you, <laughs> over and here. And you are here with us. <laughs> during this celebration week. This is called determination, oh. my friend. This is called <laughs> determination. Of course. Wouldn't miss this because, I mean, I'm glad Puke got us connected. Um, always love to meet and connect uh, more fellow Web3 uh, enthusiasts around the world. Um, obviously, you know, Monkey Kingdom and I have been joining Puke uh broadcast for the last month now and we you know kind of blossomed this nice little friendship from that and you know that's kind of what web3 is all about i mean i'm thousands of miles away but i feel like i've been hanging out with puke on the regular and you know that's the beauty of web3 spaces um well twitter spaces and web3 that's what my favorite thing about this is and but yeah, quick little background. Um, as you mentioned, I am the chief officer of Monkey Kingdom. Um, we're a project based out of Hong Kong, probably one of the first Hong Kong projects to come out um, in 2021, actually. And, you know, we've been building over here in Asia, um, you know, somewhat quietly. Uh, we've made some splashes in the most recent months. Um, so our big, big kind of launch recently was we released a 26 item, um, I guess, apparel and shoe release with Adidas. And, and this is something massive. Been... Yeah, you're talking about it like <laughs> every project is releasing a collab with Adidas or nothing. And we're like, yeah, it's like another week, another collab. It's like, yeah. You're too humble, my man. You, you need to we, be a we... bit more proud of yourself because this is massive. <laughs> because this is I... massive. 
I'm actually looking at Awkward Dolls banner right now, former CEO of Monkey Kingdom, and the banner itself, Adidas Originals with Monkey Kingdom, looks dope. And what you did, this is amazing. So please continue. Just wanted to, just wanted to express the respect to you. See, I've never been the hype guy. Uh, like, yeah, I know this is massive, but for us, this is kind of just another day. Like, we've been doing lots of big things, and I don't know if it's just because we're based in Asia, but it hasn't been, like, you know, as big as how it is in other parts of the world. So I think, you know, I'm glad we're going to discuss this later, how there are definitely a lot of differences uh, between like regions and how things operate, especially in the web three space. So yeah, like I'm, I'm always down to dig in and just kind of like figure out the differences, the, the nuances and how things are. I mean, I am a builder for, an Asian project based in Asia, but I am located in the U S. So like I, I see both sides. And for me, like one of the main parts of my job is to really be able to connect both sides and like communicate with both sides just so that we're really inclusive in our project. And, you know, sometimes that's difficult, but a lot of times because it's web three, you know, the, the writing's on the wall, so it's pretty, like, there's definitely ways where we all communicate in Web3, no matter where you are from. So that's just a quick little intro about me. I'm glad, glad, happy, and glad to be here. Uh, we can introduce Awkward Alls, because she definitely is probably got more things to say, Um I'm just trying to wake up right now. I love it. I love it. Let's go. Let's go. I hope that our space will help you to wake up because I know that you are not the only one who just woke up. I want to give a huge shout out to Mark, who is sitting behind the account of Ragredi, because this man woke up at 6 a.m. And obviously, he wanted to listen to my voice, of course, just like all of you. But this man promised to be here, and he was like, I will do my best. I will actually do my best, and he's here. I absolutely love it. I absolutely appreciate it. Mark, if your voice is already operating, if you already got your first coffee, say GM, GM to everyone because we want to hear from you as well. Good morning, everybody. GM, GM, good, uh, glad to be here. Um, yeah, I'm stoked to uh, hear some of our creators I'm trying to um, get onto more spaces and uh, get the Rug Radio account on there to get uh, creators more exposure and or just to listen in and see uh, see what uh, show these shows are all about. So glad to be here. Um, might not have much to add, but uh, I will definitely be listening. So this is the way. Morning. This is the way. Let's go. For everyone who is still not aware of the biggest Web3 family out there, and I'm talking about Ragradio, this is how we do things in Ragradio. We support each other. We are there for each other. For Mark, once again, it's 6.20 a.m. and he's here. He's supporting. He's listening. He's here for all of this career. So once again, thanks, Mark. And uh, 
I do believe you will enjoy our chat here today. Before I ask Awkward Dose to share her thoughts about the latest huge collaboration with Adidas, I just sent the speaker's request to Leah. Leah, if you hear me, if you have one minute, I see that both you and Nathan just joined. If you can just join and say hi, I really love both of these guys. I really love what they're doing. So I would really love to hear your voice. If you can join us just for one minute, say GMGM or GMGM in your case, that would be amazing. Awkward Dose, how are you feeling? Hello, GM, everybody. Uh, it's around 9 p.m. here in Hong Kong. I'm based in Hong Kong, so um, so I just had dinner. And then um, happy to join this space. Thanks for inviting us. And uh, yeah, so I, I think like, uh, like before, we usually do more AMAs that are um, hosted on our Monkey Kingdom Twitter. And it's more like formal or... Not formal, but more inf informative on our project roadmap. And every time we had to like prepare a lot of stuff to talk about, and kind of nervous. But it's it's nice to have like um, time to join these um, AMAs. I mean, like Twitter Spaces that are more casual, and then we can also like learn from each other and also other community members in the space and learn about like what other projects are doing and what what is the community feedback of um like just like casually discuss on on uh different projects roadmaps or or like what's happening in the space i think it's a really great opportunity and thanks for having us and yeah i think like after after we've been like so busy for for the adidas launch we have finally have some time um to sort of take a break um to, and like, to enjoy yourself and to enjoy yourself for yeah. sure yeah yeah so yeah so um for the collaboration uh maybe i'll talk a little bit about the collab in case um like there are some new um people who have never heard of uh, monkey kingdom or have never heard of our collab um so basically we collaborated with adidas china and to launch the 26 pieces apparel and, and sneakers collection um, in the summer, uh, spring and summer uh, 2023. So it's actually a Web2 collaboration um, because, you know, it's um, Adidas China. So it's a complete uh, Web2 collaboration. We are like finally like, um, I mean, like we could say that we are representing the NFT space as an art form, a digital art form. And I think it's pretty interesting. And I also like, um, I really admire um, Adidas for doing this because um, I, I don't think anyone uh, in China has done this before, this sort of collaboration. And um, yeah, so like we are representing um, the web free space as an art form and to to launch this whole collection in the web two space. And all the collection is available uh, in stores in Hong Kong, Taiwan, and also in mainland China. It's available in, in stores online and offline. So like the public can purchase it. It's not holders only, it's not gated or anything. And we also managed to like uh, put in some uh, thoughts in the designs as well. For example, like we have this um, superstar, uh, Adidas superstar sneakers that the shoe tongue is printed with the NFT metadata design. So that's actually 
quite uh, eye-catching. And a lot of people have been asking, like, even um, like w- within the Web2 space, like they, they would um, be, be curious about like, what, what, what is this metadata stuff? Like, what, what is this code for? And, and we would explain to them, like, this is the, how, how we um, represent an NFT, uh, describe an NFT uh, with, with these lines of codes. And we kind of like integrate this design into the shoes and you can wear them and it looks cool. <laughs> so yeah, there are a lot of like some design details and you, if you're interested, you can take a look at the Adidas site or go to our Twitter. Um, there are some information in there as well. This is huge. When it comes to the size of this collaboration and the impact that it brings to Web2 audience joining the Web3 space, Perhaps this is one of the biggest, if not the biggest project out there, as to my knowledge. So congrats to you guys. And I'm really happy to hear that during the bear market we're building, we are delivering out here. I see that Leah just joined us. And as I said, thank you. I just wanted to hear your voice. I just wanted to express to people how much are you, together with Nathan, are doing for Asian Web3 space, specifically the Philippines, because the way how I learn about Leah, about Nathan, is through Web3 Gaming. I do believe those are some of the biggest advocates, researchers, visionaries when it comes to Web3 Gaming. But right now, it seems like you guys are doing a lot of stuff. So, GMGM, how is it going? GM, GM, Nikita, it is so nice to hear from you. And yes, it has been way too long. Thank you for doing something within our time zone. That is very kind of you um, and very smart of you, I think, because uh, I think, as you already kind of pointed out, I'm pretty bullish on Asia, have always been um, for a range of reasons. But yeah, this is definitely the Web3 gaming capital. Uh, yeah, for anyone that uh, doesn't know me, my name's Leah Callum Butler. I write a regular opinion column for Coindesk, which is primarily about Web3 gaming and open metaverse. Um, and yep, we made a little video back in January 2021, which was about the rise of Axie Infinity in the Philippines. It went viral, CNBC covered it, won awards. Uh, it was pretty cool for like a little video project that we sort of did as a uh, fun side project and kind of thought no one would watch it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, look, we're just bullish as ever on Asia. I mean, um, look, we're doing lots of stuff at my company in Fastest at the moment, but seeing as though this is all about Asia, I actually just wanted to kind of like rattle off some of the insanity that is happening here because uh, I think a lot of people are watching what's happening in terms of uh, regulation and policy in the US. There's a lot of companies looking at jumping offshore and everyone has their eyes on Asia. And I mean, why not? Because I mean, like, uh, so I'm based in Manila in the Philippines. Um, uh, this We say that this is the epicenter of Web3 gaming adoption. And it really is like if you have some kind of NFT or gaming project that you want to launch in Asia, Philippines is an amazing springboard for that. Um, if you haven't been here, please come. We would love to welcome you. Um, but everyone speaks English, uh, so it's a very high uh, English language literacy rate. It's very westernised culture. Um, so, you know, if you do have, a, a say, a project or a product that's coming from other parts of the world, you want to enter Asia, it's kind of like a really easy place to be able to test and see how you go. Um, but we also have, like, an insanely young population, very digitally savvy, uh, very crypto-forward um, 
the Philippines is actually ranked number two in the world for grassroots crypto adoption, only second to Vietnam. So, yeah, I mean, like, if you've got something to launch, you definitely want to be checking out the Philippines. And, and feel it has free been to for a long up, time. About that all day. It has been for a long yeah. time. Like, Axie Infinity, if everyone remembers this OG game, has been back in the day. So it's not like some recent statistics that are going to change in a couple of months because more countries yes. are coming. Like, all the countries like Singapore, France, Italy, they joined the top three race much later than the Philippines. And the Philippines are still holding in this top position. So hearing the stats and knowing all the representatives of this specific region, let's say Breederdau, family Breederdau, yeah. who were on my show just three weeks ago, uh, or Eden House, all of these bigger communities, all of these gaming guilds, they are growing year after year. And instead of just staying stable, they're actually growing. They're actually delivering regardless of market conditions, regardless of how underdeveloped or overhyped are Web3 games, NFTs, etc. They are out there. So hearing from you that the industry is growing out there and the Philippines specifically is dominating the industry, this is just huge. Yeah, and it's really, it's all about adoption here. So I guess like, you know, a lot of people like to look at the likes of, say, Hong Kong, Singapore, Japan um, as leaders in terms of regulation. Philippines has very friendly regulation to crypto in general, um, but it really is about adoption. I think uh, we really have the biggest population here that are actively playing Web3 games, learning to use DeFi protocols and are very, very sophisticated users of uh, DeFi and Web3 gaming products. But yeah, like, I mean, Yatsu, chairman of Animoca Brands, like it was just announced this week that he's like advising the Hong Kong government on their Web3 and Metaverse initiatives. Um, last week, there was like IVS and the week before that, non-fungible Tokyo and Japan, which I had massive FOMO because I wasn't there, but I've heard it, it went off. And, uh, you know, Japan is obviously such an epicenter as well in terms of gaming IP. Um, and they're very open to Web3. I mean, like we also just heard that Ubisoft is launching their first ever Web3 game on Oasis, which is a Web3 gaming specific blockchain out of Japan. So, I mean, I could bang on about this all night, but I'm not going to take up the stage anymore. Um, thank you for indulging my uh, complete obsession with the growth potential in Asia, Nikki. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I want to add to what Awkward Dolls just said a moment ago, that there is a lot of AMAs and having this informal discussion sometimes is very, very good. This is exactly what we do here on Origins XYZ. Leah wasn't supposed to be on stage today, but with her joining and sharing the energy, sharing the stats, the knowledge with everyone, I do believe everyone benefits. I do believe everyone likes this kind of friendly discussions, conversations. Just before you leave, Leah, let me know, will I see you in Paris for ECC? When are you coming? Where will I see you? No, I'm sorry. I'm not no. doing ECC this year. But, but, but I will be in Singapore for Token 2049. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Hey, by the way, is that, um, can I see that the events list is linked above? Is that underneath yeah, the, the exactly. Oh, sweet. That's, that's, uh, well, please enjoy. That's an events list that our company and fastest put together. We keep that updated all the time with all the, um, crypto web three 
blockchain gaming events that are happening all around the world. If you look at that list and your event is not on there, can you please let me know? Because we will make sure that we add it. Perfect. This is basically where you can see Leah, where you can see Nathan, and where you can say, I do believe half of Web3 Asian community out there. Thank you once again for joining. I was really happy to hear your voice. And it seems like it's time for me to join you in Asia. I promise that later this year, I will come. Whether it will be in the Philippines, whether it will be uh, Singapore or somewhere else, just wait for me, I will come. Thank you, my friend, for joining. Absolutely enjoyed hearing your voice. Yeah, it seems like Puke and Maeve might got a bit bored while we were introducing each other. But I won't allow you to be bored here today, boys. I want to learn about your journey in Web3. Because whenever people ask about Web3 Asia, I say Puke Cost. Basically, this is the voice of Web3 Asia. This is one of the biggest creator hubs. This is one of the biggest podcasts out there. I want to hear your journey joining Web3. Why Web3? Why Rag Radio? Why being in all this Wild West space? Puke, why don't we start with you? I feel like you already <laughs> have an answer. <laughs> yep, yep. I I always have an answer, but it's a good question, right? Uh, kind of, you know, just reminiscing how my whole journey started. So just a little bit of background. I started off doing e-commerce. And uh, I think back then it, it was, um, you know, the whole hype with Bob Ape, Bob Ape and the price goes up and crazy stuff like that. And I was just thinking to myself, hey, man, like, I mean, this is something that is interesting because back then, you know, I think it was 2017, uh, I joined the crypto and, you know, I'm a bad trader. And uh, instantly, you know, got burned with all the altcoins trying to flip my way through and stuff like that. And when, you know, the whole NFT scene started to boom, I think the first project that I got in was Doodles. And instantly, it felt different, right? Because when, when you trade coins, you basically just look at the chart goes up and down. But when it's an NFT project, it really de depends on how the community move forward. And so I think that was the whole point that, keeps me staying into the NFT, keep me draw into because, you know, you, you buy an NFT, you wrap it as a PFP and then you go out and network with people and you kind of like have that control to either sell it or to see whether the price will go up or down based on, you know, the efforts of the, you know, the people that are building and stuff like that. So I think that was the main point that uh, drew me to uh, Web3. And uh, even prior to coming into Web3, I did a lot of trainings uh, in terms of e-commerce, uh, you know, Facebook ads and stuff like that. So I was thinking, hey, man, you know, why not start a podcast doing Twitter spaces? Because back then, I think it was like a year ago, um, there's not many Twitter spaces and especially on, in Asia, um, people focusing on Asia, not really a lot of it out there and so i started it man like you know the first i would say the three months is total shit uh i get like you know three listeners five listeners you know trying to figure out what is the best way to go on and you know it, it came a time where you know rock radio 
minted the whole hype with the creators and I, I'm seeing hey you know rock radio need a little bit more in terms of you know people talking about Asia projects people focusing on Asia and I just submit my whole application to it you know in one month time get, got accepted and that's how really the journey grew from there you know doing daily spaces uh, five times a week sometimes one day do two spaces I mean you just hop on from you know one trend to another until you find your voice uh, and finally, you know, I'm here, uh, Pukas is here, I got one of the best co-hosts with me, you know, his, his dark humor uh, always lighten up the mood, and so, yeah, here I am, bro. This is a very insightful story, let's put it this way, you felt like there is lack of education, and I do believe that through the lens of having your own radio show and educating people, you also connect with these people. So you build your brand, you build your presence in the space and you educate yourself. Because I remember the space I joined on PewCast two months ago. It was fashion space. And I do believe that pre-order the space, you were saying that you have very limited understanding of Web3 fashion. And one of the goal of you bringing all these big brands and fashion advisors was to hear different opinion and learn from people. And this is a perfect way to make sure that you stay relevant in the space, that you learn from it, that you grow together with all the other participants. And in your case, you have a wonderful partner in crime to grow together. Maeve, I want to congratulate you on reaching 1K not that long ago, and just two weeks after, you already have 1.3k followers on Twitter. Seems like you are also growing, my man, perhaps not that fast as Puke, who is having almost 15k followers, but your time will come. Bro, bro, bro. Uh, Maeve, just a little bit of update to you. Maeve actually had a much more bigger following compared to me. But I don't know what he do with his Twitter. He got dodgy with it and his account got banned. And he's the hustler that he is. So he's like, shit, you know what? Uh, screw it. I'm going to hustle back my way. And man, like he is growing. You, you know it. You know it, bro. Let's go. Let's go. The simple answer is you need to be friends with... Elon, uh, that's the only way for you not to get dodged or whatsoever. But yeah, Maeve, what was your journey? Why not to have your own successful Ragradio show? Why to join Puke on Puke Cost? Huh? Ooh, this, uh, this story I'm going to keep telling until uh, the day I probably, I probably won't end that sentence. But before that, uh, Leah, talking to for night, me and Puke, uh, and like, uh, we got this thing, Mahjong. You know, uh, let, let's connect. We're doing a thing, but uh, we'll, we'll connect nonetheless. So my journey is a tad different though. I, uh, I've been in and out since like 2015. I'm a horrible trader, guys. Uh, anything I say, NFA, like serious NFA. I've got liquidated like four times. Uh, definitely, definitely NFA. Then uh, it was like uh, 2020, I think like Binance, Bura, you know, I was in, I was our usual. And I don't know, something clicked. I felt like NFTs click. And uh, I, well, I went down the rabbit hole, right? I, I think that time was, uh, for me, I, I believe it was like the cats. Post-cats, actually. I remember it was like post-cool cats. Or do, that was, uh, those were the times when like, things were crazy. And uh, yeah, I was just like uh, fortunate enough to uh, join a project. 
I was more on the collab side of things, right? You know, handling partnerships, collab work and all that. So basically a lot of outreach for those that don't know what collab managers do. And I'm at Pilk, you know, but Pilk, uh, he, he does a lot of the communication work. I, on the other hand, was like, you know, doing things, uh, exchanging whitelists, all that stuff. Then uh, came like late 2020, I think, I believe like 2021. I think it was 2021, uh, very 2021. I believe 2021, New Year. Anyhow, uh, Pilk was like, yo, uh, let's do spaces, man. Uh, at that time, I was a bit burnt, right? Uh, I was sharing him. Uh, I was a bit burnt because like, uh, it was pretty toxic. It was all like the pixel uh, degen stuff and I was pretty burnt. Then uh, that was also when like uh, I think Daily Dose happened and uh, that like really got me into the mood, reunited my uh, my passion for the for the NFT space, especially the NFT space. Like coins and all, I don't really touch. And uh, yeah, that's how uh, I kind of got started. And uh, first few months, well... First few months was horrible because uh, I couldn't even think of questions. Like it was, uh, it was pretty bad. Like <laughs> I guess like everybody has to go through that that period of time and uh, was well, so got hang of it. But my thing is, uh, as long as I, I co-tail uh, puke, I should be fine. I should be fine. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna just uh, be co-host director of vibes, and I'm good with that. Good with that for sure, man. Come on, boys, you're doing amazing. If you ask me, and I have been leading your spaces for a year now. You are doing freaking amazing. It's all about sharing this positive energy with people, being up to date, hyped about everything that's happening in the space, but also having this focus on your niche, on your expertise. And I do believe that you both are absolutely nailing it when it comes to educating people and connecting with people through spaces. I know that you have joined Web3 Space through different communities, whether it would be through NFTs that you owned or by being a part of some crypto Web3 clubs, communities in real life, connecting with people, learning from people, growing with people. I want to talk about the difference between Web3 communities in Asia and the rest of the world. I feel like maybe 80 90% of all big NFT projects, projects that actually are there on OpenSea, when you go to check them and you are seeing the floor price and you're like, oh, wow, this is an expensive one. They're mainly coming from the US. Me, mainly focused in Europe, I feel like I disagree with a lot of things, how these communities are growing. And this is not something that I'm just saying from uh, the bottom of my heart, but this is actually something that I have heard from a lot of well-respected people, even Farouk. The first time when Farouk properly came to Europe for a Web3 event was last December. It was Ledger Open. Since then, Farouk was in Europe maybe seven times, seven or eight times. At least I was with him at four more events. And whenever I'm chatting with him, he's saying that, yeah, th there is something about Europe. It feels like communities here, it has so much more purpose, so much more meaning. People are not asking when Lambo. People are not pursuing these returns, but people are actually patiently building something that they will be using in years from now. That's why I do believe Europe is developing slowly compared to the U.S. market, perhaps just because we started a few years later. But I feel that it's more meaningful, whatever we're doing here in Paris, 
in Lisbon, in London. I want to hear your opinion about Web3 communities in Asia. Is it more about money? Is it more about onboarding more people to the space? Or is there any other end goal for majority of those communities? How do you feel? Is this for anyone to just chime in? Or... Uh, yeah, Maeve, uh, you can go on. It's for you, it's for you, Maeve. Don't deflect it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't deflect it, bro. Exactly. exactly. Don't deflect it. All right, sure, sure. <laughs> so, uh, from, from my experience, at least, like, um, I think Asian builders are generally more quiet to some extent. Well, um, unless you're, like, you know, American-based, speak better and all. But uh, we, we connect very well. Uh, I guess it's like a culture difference. But the angle, though, like, uh, I think the angle is still pretty unclear. Like, uh, I'll give a couple of well, more recent examples, right? Let's say Azuki as an example. Uh, th- this topic, I think, for the for the whole week, everybody has been, you know, discussing uh, a lot of, like, very uh, good opinions have been uh, shared. But we're, we're still, like, team early, right? And uh, at this point of time, um, uh, going back to, like, how most projects have done well, done well in the sense that, you know, they raise a lot of money, they're trying a lot of things, you know, like doodles, right? Uh, all, all these teams, they they have done so much and uh, they're, they're very experienced. And uh, But the thing is, we are still early in the sense that we don't even know how, how this is going, right? So if we use like something that's really Asian-based, uh, I can think of back of my head would be like meme land. Uh, Ray says this very well, right? It, we have to be uh, daring enough to be innovative because if not, then how do we actually move forward? Because a lot of times, right, like projects care too much about floor price and then what's next? If you do anything, you know, you're, you're probably going to get flooded anyways because uh, especially in this current marketing division, ever since like the whole Azuki incident, well, expectations are just too hard to manage. And then where you go from there? Do you not do anything? If you don't do anything, you probably regress because like it's going to happen anyways. But uh, I think builders in this space, I'm super bullish because we... Um, despite all of this, like all the recent more like uh, hate, not hate, but like uh, all these uh, recent events, we're still here to build and we're still building. So uh, yeah, keep pushing forward for sure. You ask a question, what is next a couple of times? And I do believe this is the biggest question that any community member, any holder, any investor asks whenever he or she feels that the project is not delivering, the project is not growing and not getting the pace of the market. And I do believe that there is not that much expectations from the whole Web3 space during the bear market uh, as it was during the bull market. But in a year or two, we're back. We're back on track growing. And a lot of people will be putting millions of dollars out there just to test the water just to enter the Web3 space. So the question that I want to ask you, Nate, what do you believe are some of the trends that you can see already right now during this middle or end of bear market in Asian Web3 world? Whether it's about Web3 gaming, as Leah shared with us before, or about NFT market, what are the trends out there? Well, for NFT space at least, I feel GameFi 
and uh, fashion, Web3 fashion. I'm very bullish on those, especially those. Because, like, uh, well, the PFP thing is, is going to stay for sure. But uh, the, when it comes to like, utility, we're always in this, like, conundrum, right? We're not too sure. Well, everybody's, like, kind of, like, waiting for each other. And uh, I guess, like, that, that that's going to be, well, I, I mentioned earlier my points. But Web3 fashion and uh, gaming, to be honest, I'm very bullish. Even, like, Leah mentioned, right? You know, uh, Philippines... Uh, Indonesia, massive, right? You know, obviously, like Singapore, our neighbor, doing a lot of stuff, and uh, excited for both these spaces. Um, very, very bright future indeed. Uh, especially when we talk about like uh, potentially mass adoption, right? Like how Axie Infinity did it. Well, if we talk about GameFi, we we're gonna need a lot more users, right? I think uh, in uh, in the other GameFi spaces, the one thing that we talk about a lot is, well. If you don't have you, would you rather have a game that has like you know I guess like five thousand users or like fifty thousand users to like test out your game? Because pretty sure there's gonna be a lot of bugs. You gotta tweak, you gotta test, you gotta keep working at it like any other product. So without a proper size of user base, that won't be achievable. Absolutely, and once again, we had this fashion space with you just two months ago. Maybe you can share with us what are some of your insights when it comes to Web3 fashion, because I do believe that fashion and art, those are the most efficient and sustainable business models in Web3 world right now, mainly because all these artists, all these designers and traditional fashion houses, they're coming from traditional world. They have a lot of money to spend to risk and to check out the Web3 tendencies. They have teams that they can allocate and that they can also pay to check out what is happening out there. As an example, for example, Adidas. As we just mentioned, Adidas recent collab together with Monkey Kingdom, they had the money, they had the needed research to see some tendencies some need in this Web3 space, and they connected with some of the biggest communities out there to have these collaborations. Do you feel that more and more traditional fashion houses, Asian fashion houses and brands are joining this space, or do you believe that at the end of the day, it's all about this merchandise, it's all about this hoodie by uh, Clonex artifact, etc.? Or is there is something more uh, to Web3 fashion uh, world when it comes to Asian ecosystem? I can speak to this one yeah, because, go for you it. know, we, yeah, you know, with Monkey Kingdom, we've actually done two major launches with fashion, like big fashion brands. So our first was actually with Ambush, which is, you know, um, with Yoon and, um, you know, they're based... I mean, they're based out LA, but a lot of their inspiration and whatnot comes directly from their like from their Japanese roots. So um, with with that, I think Web three fashion kind of allows for you know different um, brands or even emerging brands to kind of like cut through the red tape a little bit because you know for much of what they're releasing, like they're, they're doing it in a completely different way than just someone starting up its own kind of web two brand and like selling t-shirts. I mean, 
yeah, you've got artists who create amazing designs and they can't really break out of a local market. Um, you know, their inner circle might just be supporting them and then, you know, it's very slow. But when it comes to kind of like Web3 fashion, it can spread like wildfire if you have something super dope and like it resonates with a lot of different like community members from across the world. So I, I kind of see how, you know, Asian web three fashion kind of has adopted that approach. Um, I mean, worldwide too, it's kind of been a very universal thing just because it's all about connecting with an audience that really shares, you know, similar tastes. So it's really easy, I think, to find people that end up having your, your sort of taste that you might not have been able to reach. Sure, we have like social media that is able to kind of connect you with, you know, these kind of takes and whatnot. But I feel like Web3 gives you that extra connection because of the whole like community factor and being able to like interact and also just like help with development and everything. Cause web three seems to be one of those kind of like crowdsourcing um, communities where lots of people always want to take input and actually see input from just community as a whole, just because one, like one person's ideas can only go so far and you know there's a lot of sort of you know advice that you can definitely take from other people that is truly valid because you know we all come from different backgrounds but at the end of the day like we're expertise like experts in some way or form in different areas so you know for someone that's just coming out into like creating a web three fashion brand, like being able to connect with someone that's been in the industry for like their entire lives. That's what the beauty of web three is because any other time it's like impossible to reach them or you wouldn't have even connected in the first place. So I think it's definitely very interesting that, you know, many of the established Web2 brands are looking into kind of the whole Web3 space and trying to at least see where they fit in. And I think that's what a lot of um, the established brands are kind of playing around with at the moment. And, you know, for it being like a bear market, it's kind of kudos to them just because, there's definitely less noise. Um, you know, things aren't coming out daily. So they have the resources, they have the backing um, to, you know, experiment a little bit while everyone else is just quietly building. I love hearing it. And I do believe that one key successful factor is that we need more and more in this space. We need successful use cases. We need all this traditional brands we need the government we need all these institutions to see that something is actually happening in the space something 
sustainable, something efficient, something that will last for decades, for generations out there. And I do believe that an example of Monkey Kingdom having collaboration with Adidas is a perfect way to bring more of these brands out there and showcase them that, hey, the face when we were just running after money, the face when everyone was just hyping around all these NFT collaborations, NFT drops is over, or at least it's getting less and less relevant because all those brands who stayed here, they're trying to focus on values. They're trying to deliver. Maeve, I see that you have something to add. Happy to hear your input. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that uh, no matter who comes into like Web3 fashion, just like send me and Cube merch. So, you know, we, we, get, we, we, you know, we get to be part of it, actually be part of it because like... Uh, Malaysia and oh, especially well, I don't know Malaysia or not, but like me and Pugh, we don't get enough uh, merch, so I just just want to put it out there. Thanks everyone, thank you. No shout out Monkey Kingdom, thanks for the sponsors' presence. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, we can, <laughs> but you guys only accept T-shirts because it's so hot there. You, you can't rock an awesome. You can't rock an awesome hoodie just because I don't know how people rock hoodies in Malaysia. It's just nice. insane to me. Nice. I know. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. I feel like the very last thing that I want the audience to understand about Web3 Asian market would be crypto adoption. And I have the feeling that Former Kings is the right person to ask about it. I hear a lot of noise and I hear a lot of rumors about crypto ban, about crypto being back about people living to Singapore, to the Philippines, from, let's say, China, uh, to have this flexibility, freedom. I want to understand how massive is the presence of cryptocurrency in Web3 Asian market? Because it seems like crypto is the very basic fundamental of everything we do in Web3, whether it's Web3 gaming, whether it's NFTs, whether you're buying, whether you're investing, you need crypto for it. You need crypto to make all these transactions, to feel yourself flexible, to be a participant in the Web3 space. So, Pomo Kings, if you can share with me and with the audience, what is the situation with crypto adoption when we're talking about official institutions, uh, banking institutions, all these top-tier institutions that make the decision in the region? Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, I can share some light on it. Um, all right, so um, if you talk about crypto adoption, um, web free adoption in countries, uh, I can give you a good example of what just took place, I think, uh, over the weekend um, in Penang, which is a state up north in Malaysia. Uh, the state government of Penang actually supported a very huge event, and the event was called GenFest. And within the event, uh, they brought different speakers uh, from different uh, industries and what these industries were speaking about was uh, one is of course like mass adoption they were talking about you know uh, NFTs and cryptos and lifestyle they were talking about um, you know influencers businesses and stuff like that so for me if you look at crypto itself right uh, it's a very it's still a very great scale here in uh, Malaysia on how I mean on on the legality of it right 
but I met some good people over there, and they're actually trying to even do a stablecoin, right, for the Malaysian ringgit. And there is actually a sandbox program in the National Bank, right, uh, by Bank Negara, it's the National Bank of Malaysia. And they're actually uh, inviting people to come in and, you know, create programs and let them understand how this could actually function better, right? So um, if you look at the adoption of the country, yes, they might not have uh, all legal aspects fully dialed in, but they are looking deep into it and they're trying to figure out how they could blend everything back together. Uh, another cool project that I met up in uh, Penang, the last event was uh, the Malaysian Retail Association actually has a developer on the back which actually creates their apps, which created an app, uh, which is called, wait, let me, I've got that app downloaded here somewhere. Give me one minute. Uh, it's called Together and they've got every retailer basically on it and now you can use that tag um, through blockchain technology and actually accumulate points. Now those points are actually tokenized and they use them to redeem vouchers and also redeem uh, you know, uh, currency at some point, right? So that would be, if you, if you, if you ask me, I think uh, it's, it's, it's big for you know, the country itself. And then um, in Thailand, uh, the TAT, which is the Tourism Authority of Thailand, has actually just launched uh, a visit Thailand on amazing Thailand um, um, program, a campaign which will probably run I think for first or until the thirtieth of July or something like that. The press con is actually tomorrow, inviting everyone to come and join this program. But everything is tokenized and they are NFTs. So if you visit a place, so and so, you kind of get dropped an NFT, and you know it's it's pretty cool. I, there's there's a whole system behind it. I've not deep dive into it yet. Uh, but that's what I understand that they're doing, right? Um, I'm not too sure about Singapore, to be honest. Um, um, can't, can't speak much for that. Um, I gotta, I gotta, like you know, deep dive into more countries and figuring out what they're doing. It seems like it's going massive. Like, if there is one thing that I want the audience to understand after the end of the show today, the Web three Asian market is massive. And it's moving in the right direction because it's building something that will last there for generations. It's building something that we can use already right now. And over time, it evolves, it innovates. I feel like that free Asian market is focused a lot on the importance of sustainable community development, collaborations between different communities, between different brands out there, even the speakers who joined us here today, working together in one way or another, whether joining each other's spaces and cross-promoting each other, whether working on some project. And I do believe this is the best, this is the right way to grow in Web3 space. Puke, since I haven't heard your voice for a while, I want to ask you the very last question of today's show. If you would have to predict what is next for Web3 Asia, whether it's more in real life events, more people coming from Europe and the US and establishing brands out there like they're doing right now in Dubai, for example, or more traditional brands from Asia joining the Web3 space, what would be your next big prediction for Web3 space in that part of the world. Yep. 
Um, so just to touch a little bit on what Maeve said, right? Um, I, I'm seeing, for example, uh, you know, one year ago when I was in Token 2049, it's a huge, I would say like one of the biggest event uh, in, in the nearby country, which is Singapore, right? And during at that time, you don't get a lot of like, I would say blue chip NFT projects coming to Singapore. So it's more towards the initiative of, all right, you know, there are a lot of holders of Azuki in Malaysia. Uh, they will come over to Singapore, they do their own site events, and then they all have fun with it. But this year, I would say that a lot of the projects are actually coming over to Singapore. So, you know, we have Frank Degott, who's coming over. We have Luca, who's coming over, and a few more, you know, different projects. And, you know, even Rap Radio itself, you know, Farouk say that he, he they all want or planning to go to Korea. So you definitely see a shift of, you know, all right, uh, the NFT market is a little bit more mature, you know, um, in, in terms of Europe, projects are doing active events. I mean, you've been to tons of events and you know that. So right now, I would say like really just end of the year in, in September uh, when Token is launched, it's going to be more towards all these projects coming in itself. No more like side events hosted by community members. But people are thinking, hey, you know, the community in Asia is strong. Um, especially Malaysia, Singapore, China, Hong Kong, we, we get tons of people that is really active in this project. And because of that, you know, when, when more builders actually take roots in Asia and say, hey, you know what, this year, let's do an in-real-life event in Singapore. Uh, I would say that because of this, more people will be even more bullish on the projects. They are able to go there, meet the founders. And I, if last two years you told me that, hey, you know, projects will come to Asia, it's a little bit different because they were actively building their own communities in the nearby region. So I would say, yeah, definitely more of these projects coming to Asia. And once this happens, uh, people will take a look more into Asian projects. We have a lot of side events that is really collaborating together with this project right so for example you know we have just say uh, Pudgy Penguins coming in and Asian projects doing a cross collaboration in terms of having an you know a site event and because of that hey you know there's more eyes locked into this kind of projects and I think it's overall it's a good space so I'm really excited Maeve is really excited because um, you know we will be doing a live event as well uh, Chin I think it's uh, Chen Medici, the son of Snoop Dogg, is coming over to Singapore. We are also going to do a live interview on Rock Radio with him during that event. So, hey man, like more of these kind of people coming in, uh, opportunity for us in Asia to collab with them. I, I feel that this can just grow the space. This is exactly what I wanted to hear from one of the biggest voices of Web3 in Asia. People who have been moving the space from all around the world, coming to Asia, having the presence there, bringing their communities, bringing brands and showcasing how strong is Web3 space in Asia. I do believe this is the perfect way to end our space here today. If it would be for me, I would go for another hour, guys. And I do believe this is a perfect way for us to organize another friendly update spaces, let's say in quarter four of this year, when all of these people have been already to Web3 Asian ecosystem, when more events are happening out there and we have more news to discuss. But I absolutely enjoyed everyone who were on stage here today with us because, wow, 
it's been a very dynamic discussion. I do believe that the amount of content, the quality of content that we discussed just under one hour is amazing. Thank you, Puke. Thank you, Maeve. Thank you, Sabanito. Thank you, Leah, who joined us earlier. Former Kings, Awkward Dolls, all of you. Huge thanks to Mark, who joined at 6 a.m. his time from Rag Radio account. I absolutely appreciate that, man. And I do believe that you enjoyed this conversation, meaning that you will join us the next time as well. And obviously, thank you absolutely all of you who joined us here today. As always, Origins XYZ will be back next Tuesday, 2 p.m. GMT, when I'm going to have another OG in this Web3 space, Super Chief Gallery, the first crypto art and NFT in real life gallery founded back in 2012. Edward Zipko, the founder of Super Chief Gallery, will join us next week. So come and join us as well. And once again, guys, you are some of the best ones. You are the ones who are moving the Web3 Asian market to new highs. Thank you very much. I absolutely enjoyed sharing the stage with each and every one of you. I love you guys. Thanks, Nikki. Catch you soon. Thank Nikki, you. thanks for having us. Thank you. Have a good one. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Good night. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. <Bye-bye. laughs> <laughs>